0: From the campus at the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio. We are powered by. The Wharton School, and we are now on Channel 132, so be sure to set your dial. Hey, Thursday noon Eastern Time, we are live, taking your calls right now, 844 wharton 844 942 I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for Executives program right here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. We have Dream Team in studio, Michelle and Dion, who make this program sound great. And Michelle is ready to take your phone calls right this second, 844-942-7866. Hey, guess what? I'm on Instagram now, and I'm trying to I'm trying to learn how to do this. So follow me, help me. Check out my pictures at Dr. Don Graham. But today, today I'm so excited because we have not one, but two great guests in studio for open calls. So you're going to get to hear from both a recruiter and a CEO on your job search. What a great opportunity to give us a call! Right now, if it's Thursday noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, Career Talk is live. And in studio, we welcome the host of Business Builders Show on C Suite Radio and C Suite TV, Marty Wolf. Marty is also the co founder of Contractor Succession LLC, a business that helps contractors exit their business happy and profitable. And also Bob Courtright, a longtime supporter of Career Talk. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Bob has nearly 30 years in retained recruiting, outplacement and business consulting, and co-founded a course called Intentional Networking. And that's where I want to start. Tell us about intentional networking.
1: Well, in intentional networking, uh, that phrase is actually coined by my friend Marty Wolf. And people would come to us, who you would hear all the time, well, you should network, you should network. And what does that mean? Oh, I don't know. We go to a Chamber of Commerce event, and what we find is that people would get frustrated. They do things that they thought were good for networking, but eventually they get frustrated. So I started talking about what I would call serendipitous networking, and you just can't go out and expect things to happen. And Marty comes ahead and says, yes, people should be intentional about what they're doing. So we started this course, Intentional Networking. It's not fluff. We tell people, unfortunately you know, he does this. He guarantees success out of it. Scares, Ooh, guarantee. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he didn't agree me. with that initially. No, I, no. You yeah, know? I,
0: I'm going to say, yeah, usually we say if somebody's guarantee you, it's a scam. So tell us why it's not a scam, Marty.
2: <laughs> yeah, Marty, tell us. Yeah. But, but no, well, it works. That's why. Uh, it's a several-week uh, thing. And again, what like Bob indicated, we would hear people, because we're part of a couple of networking groups, and we would hear people say, am I coming to this group, to this meeting, for two years, I haven't gotten any business i haven't i haven't found a new career i haven't done anything so as tactfully as possible we say well that must be your fault <laughs> you know so because other people are getting business other people are finding jobs people are doing things so it just became obvious that people needed help to how to build relationships the word networking we've talked about this uh, mm-hmm. people go yuck you know the whole <laughs> idea of uh, of going to a cocktail party and nobody you know I, I don't think anybody really likes that, for the most part.
0: No, I do not. But, I don't either. But I'm a full supporter <clears throat> of intentional networking.
2: Yeah. And and so it was just set up to be, uh, well, have a plan for a career, for networking, for building relationships. You need to have some kind of a plan.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that. But um, I just want to remind our guests, we have two, or our listeners, rather, we have two awesome guests in studio. We have Marty Wolf, who is uh, CEO and has helped a lot of businesses uh, hire people. So, I mean, if you're looking to get a new job or you're struggling with the hiring process, he's somebody you want to definitely talk to. And then, of course, Bob Courtright, who is a longtime supporter of Career Talk, has called several times with fantastic advice. And guess what? In your job search, you're going to encounter a recruiter. So why not encounter them today and get some practice, right? There you go. Why not? (laughs) Why not? 844 (laughs) Wharton 844 844-942-7866. We always love our on-air mock interviews and negotiating. So if you're brave... We want to hear from you, <laughs> Biz Radio One Thirty Two. Hey, okay, so let's talk about this because you said this works and use the word guarantee, which always makes me a little skeptical. <laughs> but I know networking works in general. But what? Give me a tip or something from your course that people say, ah, that's what I was doing wrong yeah. in my networking.
1: Yeah, go, Bob. Well, you go first. The first thing I start off with is that. Um, and I think we talk about the first rule networking, is not, hey, my name is Bob, this is what I sell. And we try to start off on a good level And that networking is not sales. So don't think you're gonna network, quote unquote, with someone today and sell them something tomorrow. So get that out of your head and understand what networking is and understand the difference between networking and sales. So we like to start with that. Mm -hmm. And we like to think the first rule of networking is introducing yourself and asking that person something about themselves. Now, I think from the first time I talked to you, I'd said, hey, my friend Marty Wolf always says it's better to be interesting uh, or interested than interesting. And so that's where we started. And if you start it there and if you understand it's about long-term relationships and it is not sales. Now, what we do, and Marty does a great job with this in the intentional networking class, is that it has to turn into something or why are we doing it? So you know the first thing is to understand maybe the difference between sales and networking. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's just say though that I waited. I mean cuz I think this happens a lot. I'm I just got laid off or I found out my company's merging and I need a job pretty quickly. And now I start networking. What you're saying is it's not going to happen overnight. Now what?
1: <laughs> well, Go ahead. Yes, one, one of the things that I tell everyone about when it comes to job searches is if you look at the numbers, and I have a, a background in, in accounting and numbers, and I stick with that. And if you look at the numbers, and I'll say to people, how did you get your last few jobs? And it's proven that anywhere, you probably know sixty 60, 70%, I forget what the percentage is, of jobs are found through networking. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is you just need to ramp up your network. And as part of that, and people, most people, we talked about this, believe they're introverts, and think they don't have a network. So you talk to them about, no, it, it could be business, it could be social, it could be church, it could be at a gym, whatever. You have a network. So what you need to do is talk to that network and not necessarily not necessarily say, I need a job, but here's what I'm trying to do and and can, you know and have specific questions and don't just say, oh, I need help, I need help. And you look desperate and it's terrible. <laughs> and so one of the other things you want to do is get to that network and and have them introduce you to other people that are connected whether there's a job or not
2: let's even back up so if you're especially if you're in need like right now you need a job you're uh you have your parents and uh, you need a job. Well, you, immediately you should. In, in the world of social media today, you can reach out, not saying you need or want a job. And by the way, if I can plug your book, Switchers, let me allow, allow me to do that. I hope <laughs> Permission I granted. I, I hope I don't <laughs> quote it exactly because it's flat out stealing. But, <laughs> but the idea is that you can reach out to so many people and say, and even that should be intentional. You couldn't, unless you are going to accept any job, you should go down a certain avenue I would love to be in this field. I would love to be in this industry. I'd like to be at this level. I have these skill sets. Here's why I would make a difference in an organization. And you and you say that. So you help people. People aren't just going to refer you over. Mm-hmm. You have to give them a story to tell uh, someone else. Oh, I just talked to Bob, and he said he's skilled at this, and this would apply in company XYZ. They're not going to, you, you have to do some work.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: have to think about it and plan.
0: Really? I brought you guys on because I thought you guys had the snap answer. No? The no,
2: well, one-click answer. N- no. Well, here's the one-click answer, if I will, <laughs> if, in a way, because people say, well, okay, I am going to, uh, so I didn't do a good enough job uh, preparing or planning, so I am, in fact, walking into the cocktail party, and I'm hoping to find a job. Well, there's some things that are extraordinarily fundamental, and, and people don't know how to do this. So what do you do? Do you break into that click that's sitting there? Well, yeah, probably not. Look for the person who's over in the corner and uh, it's kind of like looking into space because they don't know what to do either. And guess what? They're as terrified as you.
0: So yeah, and today they're looking in their phone, which which I think is a little exactly. more intimidating because yes. you, you can trick yourself into thinking, oh, they're conducting some kind of business on their phone when they're really just scrolling Facebook saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know anybody here. Yeah. So yeah, so don't let that fool you. Go up to the person on their phone, start a conversation. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk Sirius XM channel 132. We are powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We are here with two fantastic fr- uh, friends, I was going to say, because you feel like you are <laughs> friends now. Good. but Good, Good. Um, but I still want that one-click answer. <laughs> yeah. That might end. Yes, sir.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I think we'll give that in the last minute. No, all right, the, hold, yeah. on. hold on. on you to got to stay to the very end. The yeah. last
0: three minutes, they're going to give you that <laughs> that click. trick. I love that, but I, I do want to come back in a second with a success story around what you're talking about with networking because I think that's important. But first. I want to give out the number and your names. Marty Wolf, who is the co-founder of Contractor Succession, LLC, and Bob Cortright, who has nearly 30 years of retained recruiting. He informed me before the show he started when he was four. so I did. Um. I was very advanced. <laughs> he was. 844 <laughs> Wharton 844 844-942-7866. We are taking your calls if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You're riding in your car or you're sitting in your office thinking about giving us a call today is the day because you get two great guests who will answer your questions 844-942-7866 so i i would love for you to take what you were just saying and like put it into practice on why you guys are sitting here in the studio as guests because i think that's a great story that demonstrates the power of networking
2: you want to Uh, take that our story that we talked about before we came on the air okay Mm -hmm. yeah i'll start that um Well, we're here today. Uh, It started where uh, you've already mentioned that uh, Bob Courtright is a fan of yours and a fan of the show. So some... A uh, month ago, whenever it was, he said, uh, do you know this Dr. Dawn Graham and her great show? I said, well, uh, I'll pay attention to that. What's that all about? Um, and I listened, and I said, wow, that's great. Started to follow you on LinkedIn. That's That happened there. We started a dialogue on LinkedIn, maybe Twitter, too. I don't remember. And I found out you were coming out with a book, and I said, wow, I'd love to hear about that book. I'd love to get that book. And I read the book, and that led to you coming on to another show that I'm involved with, an interview. Uh, it was fantastic, dynamic talking about your book Switchers. Uh, this is networking, by the way. So is everybody paying attention and <laughs> well, taking I, notes?
0: And what I love about this story is so, so, Bob, you're you're a recruiter and you've been in this business for years, and you you've listened to the show, but you've also called the show a number of times and given a, a lot of great advice, and you've been very, very, um, you know, prolific on social media, and I follow you, and you you know, we tweet and all those <laughs> social media words, um, but you know and it's interesting because when when people ask me how did i get the opportunity on c-suite radio with marty it comes back to well there was somebody who listened to the show who connected with me who had a friend who got me on his radio show and it's it's just like this is happening constantly and i think this is what you're you're explaining with intentional networking and i wasn't asking to be on marty's show and you guys weren't you not once ever asked me (laughs) to be on this show but it's just building relationships getting to know what people do and more getting to know their value because the fact is i mean by the time like we we talked about you guys coming on air i mean i knew you both had such incredible value to offer listeners and it, it again that that ask wasn't even there it just happens and if you're doing this constantly talking to people being curious
2: you're yeah. going to
0: be shocked at what happens yeah right?
2: absolutely uh, you know be in the game and i hate to use that old phrase but that's it and on social media today it makes it easier now uh, somebody who's big in social media, a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, which most people will recognize that name. Oh, people
0: are going to tweet me and say, how do you spell that name? <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I can do it if you want. All right. V-A-Y-N-E-R-C-H-U-K. V- let me get my pen. Yeah, Fantastic. write that down. Um, and he says, hey, it's never been easier to get into business and it's never been harder to stay in business. And that real and that also pertains to jobs and careers. It's kind of easy in some way to get maybe not the career that you want, but to get the right one and to do what you want to do. It takes work, and social media allows you to connect with people. But there's nothing better than IRL. Little test.
0: In real life, in
2: real Whoa, life, you, you win. There's nothing better. So how
0: old can... do you think I am?
2: What geez. In real life, you know. So those so.
0: Instagram pictures have a lot of filters, is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> so all right, she's now she's going to throw a test at me, Bob. So help me out if this comes. You you're know, on, you're on your own. No, but. but the social media builds up the relationships, and and in fact, they'll say, "Well, wow, Bob said this, or Don said that," and I'd I like to connect with that. I'd like to feed, give some feedback. I'd like to become friends with. It. I'd like to learn more about. It. Curious is an important word, mm-hmm.
1: very important word. Mm-hmm. Well, we we were on a show years ago, and someone said to me, uh, you know, uh, we talked about networking, and I said. If you don't have almost an innate curiosity about yourself, I'm not that smart. I can't tell you how to network well. I am actually curious. I want to know things, and that allows me to network. I can't figure out how to be a good networker without that. And and going back to, to, to what you just said, I used to say in recruiting, and I do general recruiting, I'd say there's never an overabundance of good people. So if you're good, I don't care if you're a street sweeper nah. or a Ph.D., I want to know you. And so as it relates to networking, it's the same way. If you surround yourself with good people, good things will happen. Think of the converse of that. And that's kind of the way we network and saying, no, these are good people. I don't know. This is maybe the serendipitous part of the networking process. But if you surround yourself with good people, good things will happen. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But the chance of good things happening are are higher. So I took that from a recruiting standpoint and connect with good people into a networking standpoint. And whatever is going to happen is going to be a good thing.
2: Call on me, call on me, Don. Okay. <laughs> call on me.
0: Mommy, um, you have your hands raised. Yeah,
1: I,
2: I'm, I'm raising my hand. So let's go back to the, the question or the challenge that you threw down the gauntlet and said, well, if somebody's looking for something right now, mm-hmm. well, quite frankly, in this day and age, uh, you're not going to go from place to place to place and drive all over, you know, whatever, Philadelphia, wherever you are, with resumes, that won't work necessarily. But you can, in fact, in the 24 to 48 hours, reach out to a lot of your existing contacts, And a lesson that I learned a long time ago is the friends that you have, the soccer moms right out of Switcher's book, uh, that kind of thing. That's great. But guess what? You know who's really going to be invaluable in addition to that is the second and third connections, the people that they know. And that's often where it comes because your friends are going to they want to help you, but they know you as you. That may be good and maybe not so good sometimes, <laughs> you know. So I think that if you if you spend time and connecting with people, you may, in fact, have that opportunity quickly. And you can do that relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's my snap answer for right now.
0: Snap answer. But there's going to be a, a, a finale where you're yes. going to learn the secret. <laughs> so, so stay tuned for that. 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. We're having a lot of fun in studio, and We would love for you to join us, 844 942 427866, you're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132, and Michelle is standing by ready to take your questions on any and all job search, because it's Open Call Thursday, and so with I, I like the, Marty and Bob because I feel like you know, or Bob and Marty. Like you guys could have a show. Yeah, it's
2: Bob
3: and Marty. It's Bob. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: said oh, Bob. Oh, 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 wait, said wait a Bob. minute.
2: Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. It's Marty and Bob. All
0: right, I'll let you guys work that out. But I like, I like the ring of either one of them. All right, <laughs> good, good, good. All right, so we're talking about networking, and of course, I could talk about this all day. It's so important. But uh, one thing I just want to tag on to what you said, Marty, is that this is core. You already have relationships. You already have people who know you. Here's one thing you could do today, right now. Ask the people who are closest to you do you know what I do? Do you know what I physically go into the office or into wherever space you work or maybe you work from home? Do you know the value I bring to a company? Because if the people who love you and care about you and are your cheerleaders can't answer that question, they can't be out there networking. Yeah. So you don't even have to meet new people because guess what? These people, That's they true. know people that you don't know. That's true. So the only thing you need to do to start that ball rolling today is ask your, your parent, your, your, I mean, your spouse, your kid, your neighbor, the people you see every day. Absolutely. You know, hey, by the way, you know, I know you work at such and such company, but I've I never really asked you what you did. Like, tell me about what you do. And then you share what you do. And before you know it, they say, oh, you should meet my friend. So and so. I mean, you yeah. did that with me, Marty, when I yeah. when I interviewed on your radio show, you're like, oh, and you. Yeah. A couple weeks later, introduce me to somebody else who's now a contact. I mean, it just creates this ball that keeps going.
2: It does. Yes. And let me just add to that, if it can't, because, again, another mistake that people make is they say, well, I'm a CPA. Uh, okay, there's nine billion eight hundred forty-three CPAs out in the world today. So you have to say, well, I'm a CPA who brings value by doing this. Here's why this is interesting. Here's why where I bring value. Even to your friends, because they're going to see you maybe as just a CPA, Here's where I'm. I'm. I'm a forensic, and this is what that means. And I do these kinds of things. You have. They have to understand that.
1: Well, and I also think, in referring back to your book, I believe when you're talk talking about maybe the first interviews or why you, maybe why you don't get the second interview, you're doing the same thing, and and you're not apologizing, but you're bringing up the major points in your life or why you should be there or why that job should be yours. It's the same thing in networking. You're going to go at that the same way as you would. As you told people in your book to, you know, answer that question or answer, or at least um, start off and saying this is why I'm here and this is why I can do the job. It's the same thing in networking. You want to say this is why. And, and I, unfortunately, you get people that tend to apologize. And I don't get this. I was laid off or this happened. And I say you forget about the negative. You're just going with that your is, attributes yeah. are. Don't get rid of. I don't care if you can't do A. You yeah. can do C through D, and that's what you're going to talk about. And that's where your value is. Your
0: brand is never. Anything negative. Your brain right. is never that you're between jobs or that you're on. Unplug- when somebody asks you, what do you do or where do you work? It doesn't matter even what they ask you. You don't, you answer the question in terms of your value. Right. Even if they ask you where you work Absolutely. and you're not working, always in terms of, well, what I do is, that will change your life flat out right there. Because when you start with something that you're maybe not feeling as confident about, everything after that will just not feel as confident. So forget that. Who cares? We've all been laid off. Yeah. Like it happens. Right. If you're in the professional world, guess what? That's like the, the cost of admission. <laughs> right. so we're going to, we're here listening to Career Talk. We're going to go to Joe in Pennsylvania. Joe, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today?
3: Bob, a quick question about uh, when you're going out to interview and you're interviewing, some of the key traits that I should uh, bring up during the interview besides my resume, can you just give me some talking points How how you think I can land the key job that I want to get?
1: Thanks for the call. My feeling is, number one, when you're going into an interview, you should have, believe it or not, even in this age, you should have a paper and pencil or pad with you. You should have some questions written down. It accomplishes a few things. Number one, it shows the interviewer that you're prepared. Uh, And and you should research the job in the company. If you can talk to people within the company, that's the best research you can get. And you should have questions. Um, You should also, uh, in the interview process, I call it the light bulb moment, when something comes up and you can see the gleam in the person's eye across the table, you want to note that. Because what you want, the other thing you want to do before you go in the interview is have the uh, thank you letter half written. And thank you for seeing me on this date, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when are, per our last conversation or per our conversation, we'll be right. doing something in two more weeks from now. And in the middle paragraph, what you want to do is when you see that light bulb moment. Yeah. As you said, my 10 years of experience in this, whatever this is, will be a great asset to the company. You send that that uh, thank you letter out you know, that night or the next day. Yeah. But you want to be prepared. You want to have questions ready. And that shows professionalism. And when you write something down. People, when, when you ask someone a question and they see you writing something down, there's a bit of an ego boost. And if nothing else, there's an understanding you're paying attention and that you are a professional.
0: And that is true because as I talk, both Bob and Marty are writing down everything, it, everything. I'm saying. It's, it's and right there. It is kind of boosting yes. my ego a little <laughs> bit right here. Um, <laughs> hey, Joe, Joe, can you tell us what you do?
3: Yeah, I'm in sales. I've been in sales for a long time, uh, just hitting the pavement every day, meeting contacts. Uh, trying to develop relationships but you know i uh tell us around, you know what I yeah mean? and uh i just wanted to get some advice from somebody like bob i know he's a great great guy i've met him in the past but uh fantastic person and i appreciate the uh, these couple things you just told me
0: well joe tell us um i'm, I'm just curious you called and so i'm going to ask you to be brave because i'm going to ask you a tough question what differentiates you as a salesperson
3: I think my drive. I have a lot of drive. I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of positive. Um, I call on people every day of the week and uh, building relationships and you know doing the little things, getting back to them immediately and you know giving that firm handshake and having confidence in you and your abilities. That's what separates people is uh, the determination to make the actual sale, the extra phone call, the extra visit. That's what I try to do every day, and I've been successful for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. And are, are you currently looking for a job?
3: Uh, hey, you, know, you never know. But uh,
0: yes, the right answer is awesome. you're always looking for a job. <laughs> <That's it>. Yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, you are. But um, you know, just listening to Bob, you know, here on the radio today, it's, it's fantastic. He's a great guy. Uh, Marty uh, is also fantastic. I just wanted to get some input from the guys, so thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thanks for calling, Joe. We really appreciate it.
1: We'll see you at the next family event, Joe. Thanks. Brother Joe. One well, last brother Joe. I'm glad yeah. you
0: said it. I was like, well, your cousin just called. Yeah.
1: Well, he just got the phone today. Oh, oh, you know, okay, he just picked yeah. it up, so he yeah. just wants to use it. No, he did, he Thanks, did a good Joe. job. Yeah. Well done for your first time on the radio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel 132. And now we're going to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? I'm very excited about this quiz because, Deanne, I think I finally nailed it. I have a very clear quiz that has a very clear answer. We'll see. Yeah, I know. Okay. Here it is. Oh, and it's about food, which I know your one of your New Year's resolutions is to cook more. So, Oh, boy. Okay. So, ready? This is the first known type of pasta. This is the first known type of pasta. I will give you a hint. It's not spaghetti or fusilli. If you think you know, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel 132. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand.
0: Welcome back to Career Talk, your Career Insider. We are in Business Radio and we are powered by the Warham School Series XM channel 132. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We have in the studio two colleagues and friends, which I will call Marty Wolf and Bob Cortwright, who um, are are in my network through a series yes. of Fortunate events. And we were talking all about networking the first half of the show. So if you missed it, you got to go back and and listen to that because there's some keys in there that will help you with your networking. So, okay. So now we're going to hold off on answering the pre-break quiz for just a moment. And I'm going to start talking about job search troubleshooting. So you guys have both been in positions to hire people. I mean, you've got a recruiting background. You train people to hire others, Marty. So I'm going to ask a series of questions that I hear a lot. Okay. And get your answers. And if you want to join the conversation, 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866. We're here to troubleshoot for you. So, okay. So, we've already talked about networking. Um, I've held the same job for 19 years and I'm making a change and it's terrifying. Where do I start? I've been with one company in 19 years.
1: And you're making a change in, in job or just company? In company. Put, in company? Um, it, Networking. And what, <laughs> you can't is, avoid it. I don't know how you're going avoid be it. That is the
0: answer. No,
1: and what you're looking to do then is uh, try to find out the path, w- if it's the same job title or something like that, and network. First off, uh, what you want to do is look at the companies that can employ someone like that. You, you find those companies, and then you find some, someone between yourself and that company, your network. Well, are you talking about in the
2: same company? No, no, no. Outside. Just- outside. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. So, but even within the same company, I think people, we keep using this word networking. I, you know, it makes people feel uncomfortable. But the snap answer is even in companies, you've got to be building relationships. You should be going to lunch with people. If you're thinking about going into sales uh, and you've been in accounting, you better go to lunch with, you better connect with folks who are in sales. You better learn about that. You better uh, get a feel for that. And even in company or if you're switching over to another career, you got to research. I mean, I've hired people, and I've helped people hire people. If they don't know anything about the company, and quite frankly, I like people who know something about me. Well, on your LinkedIn profile, Marty, I saw this. Or on the company uh, website, I saw this. I I love that when I'm interviewing someone, Mm -hmm. because they took that step.
0: Yep. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that, because they think it's stalking. It is not stalking. It is not stalking. It's expected. And... Here's the, point. here's the here's yeah. the trick that once once you decide what you want to apply for, the job search is no longer about you. No more. Now it is all about the company, the team you're going to be joining, the, the manager you're going to be working with right. or for. So you have to shift your entire mindset to think about what value do I add and, and what do I contribute? Not it's, it's no longer about you. Take the spotlight off you, shine it on the employer, and you will see a huge difference in what you're doing. 844-942-7866. It's open call Thursday. If it's noon Eastern, we're taking your calls right now live. We've got... The Marty and Bob show or the (laughs) Bob and Marty show. You guys put that out. All right. Here's a a great question because I hear this a lot. I had a great first interview, but then radio silence. I've emailed the recruiter, but it's been two weeks and I haven't heard anything. What do I do?
1: Go, Bob. The first thing you should have done, and I mentioned this before, the last thing in the interview should be when are we going to talk again, When there's going to, when is there going to be a decision. So when you leave there, and it's the 10th, and they tell you in 10 days something will happen, if on the 11th day you have not heard, it's in your right to get in touch with them. So that's the first thing you do. Um, the, the back to the question, though, it, it, it may point to, I think, what you had in your book about the interview process and that you have to show value. So if they're not calling you, then why aren't they calling you back? And let's assume they don't call you back. It may be that you were nervous about answering uh, whatever question there was, and you weren't giving your value proposition as to, I'm here for this reason, this is what I can do for you, not pay me X amount of dollars, I'm, I'm pretty good. No, this is what <laughs> I can do, and by me doing A, B, and C, this is going to help your company. So
0: how often, I mean, this happens all the time, ghosting now, which used to be a relationship term, which is now used in business. I mean, it's in my mind, when I was a recruiter, I would never do this. If I had a face-to-face conversation, I would let the person know they're not being considered. But what I'm hearing is that two weeks can go by and you are still being considered, but yet they're not getting back to you. So um, one of the things that can help is have lots of eggs in your basket even if you feel like this is your dream company, even if you think you're on the verge of an offer, I always tell people this, keep going. Keep going until your butt is in the chair, because you never know what can happen. And you're a lot less nervous and antsy if you have a couple of things that you're juggling at the same time. So whatever you're doing, keep going.
1: I agree 100%, and I've listened to you say that over the years, on the other side of that, and I'm going through that right now, client A if you're listening, Um, a a person, I'll send someone in for an interview. And if they're good, they may be interviewing elsewhere. And I uh, continually getting to the client and say, listen, I don't know why a person could be sitting around for three weeks, but good people don't last long. You better be quick to come back with that offer. And guess what? They're going to perceive who you are by what you're doing in the interview process. And if you're taking forever, not treating them with, in my opinion, the respect they deserve, they may decline that offer.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the thing that that blows my mind. I'm like, wait, but yeah. you're still considering that person and you've not responded. I'm like, this is how you treat applicant. This is how you yeah. court people. Yeah, like,
2: well, yeah. You know- <laughs> and go back to your point. Have a lot of eggs in the baskets because you know it goes the other way too. It
0: does.
3: You know
2: that the employer could be disrespecting you in some way and you felt uncomfortable. Well, this was uh, this was the ideal thing to, in your mind. If you don't have other places to go. You may be unhappy taking a job because you need it, but have a lot of things going on. Continue to build... The uh, dream network—a uh, phrase that I, I've adopted, uh, adapted, and adopted from my friend Kelly Hoey. Um, you know, it's you got to keep building that dream network. Mm-hmm.
3: And
1: by the way, you saved me a call or an email because that client's out there listening. So I'm just putting them on warning now. That, uh, that offer better come today. Bob yes. has a lot of cousins. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing business over the uh, on the yes. Don Graham show here, <laughs> Career Talk.
0: Fantastic. I expect a cut. So. <laughs> 844-942-7866. So I have a couple more questions. Um, But I want to answer the pre-break quiz because I'm so excited because I really worked (laughs) hard on this, Dion. All right. I'm coming to you first. This is the first known type of pasta. And I even have a hint for you. It's not spaghetti and it's not fusilli.
3: Great, because those weren't my answers. Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to say macaroni.
0: (laughs) Wow. I think you might be right.
3: And here's why. Because everybody in elementary school does does like a macaroni project, <laughs> so I figure you're using the oldest possible macaroni. Because because it, it, everybody that's that's been going on forever.
0: I was with you until the logic came in, yeah, and <laughs> you lost me.
3: But I'm right though, right? No, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> mm,
0: no, but I I, I definitely. Um, don't even understand your logic <laughs> i, I even, okay. well, do not even like i don't
3: even understand the logic macaroni projects like little macaroni no no
0: i did them i did and stuff. but okay <laughs>
2: Don't argue over the air like this. No. Come on.
0: I I mean that's a good guess though. I'd, actually that would have been my guess. See? I think so so right.
3: technically we're on the same page. We are
0: on the same page.
3: It's just a different paragraph.
0: Uh, it's a different <laughs> chapter. <laughs> different Michelle. Planet. Um There's
1: gonna be a spin off to this show, but this uh, just yeah. the pre break quiz, I think.
0: Yeah. I'm getting hungry. I'm gonna guess <laughs> the only other pasta that's popping into my head right now, which is fettuccine. Fetici- Oh, that's a good one. It's mm. not. Damn. It's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. I like hints. It's not spaghetti. Okay. Or well. if you're silly. <laughs> Actually, I can't cook. I can't give you a hint. I was going <laughs> to tell you how it was made, but I
1: can't.
0: <laughs> how it was made? I feel like that's a tip. It is a tip. That's it. All right. So.
1: I have an answer. Okay. Which is, I'm sure it's wrong. but It's what I live on. So I'm going to say quinoa
0: quinoa is that even a pasta a- green
1: it could be it has it oh, takes Bob many course, shapes right. and forms it's a, it's a, a pasta Bob and a, a green yes how about that
0: see wow. that actually that's not the right answer but but as Dion will attest to you, that's the kind of question I would ask where yes. something so obscure like that. <laughs> yes.
2: Chromosome.
3: Okay,
0: yeah, an extra chromosome in this pot. That's true. All right. What do you think, Marnie?
2: Uh, I have not a clue.
0: <laughs> Just say a
3: pasta. Bring
2: it Tony.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. I like bring it Tony. That's not it. All right. Well, well we got a caller. So uh, Danielle in Pennsylvania, this is the first known type of pasta. Bring it home for us. Oh, my gosh. I hope I can. I had a crazy Italian grandma um, who used to cook with orzo pasta, the weird, like, rice pasta. Upper hand. She had the upper hand. Yeah. Um, it's not orzo, but that's mm. that's along oh. with Bob's answer of, of quinoa. And so. she cheated. <laughs> and she, well, <laughs> yeah, you asked your grandma. That's... <laughs> I will. There's no. All right. Well, I will. And now
1: we know she has some condition from what she called her. So that hopefully she, her grandmother isn't listening. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Danielle, thank you for giving us a call and career talk that is is not orzo, but now that we're all starving, <laughs> derived from the Greek word langanon.
3: Uh,
0: is that uh, helpful? Ah yes. Anyone.
3: Yeah, once you said how it's made, I thought it was
2: lasagna.
0: Lasagna ah. or lasagna. Some Where are we say. going the lunch? Yeah, it was the first known pasta. Yeah. Many countries have debated for years who came up with the first lasagna recipe. Italy claims they were the first, but researchers in Britain found a cookbook with a lasagna recipe that dates back to the 1390s. Can what I, I challenge
1: this or not? There you go. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. She no. did the research. Okay. We're talking right. about right. research. I know. Dion
0: always challenges me, yeah. though, because, you know, most of us... Macaroni made sense, not for the reason you said. But.
2: Sure did. I was I, with you. Yeah. All See, I was with you.
0: Oh well. So you learned something new, and we're all hungry. Eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You're listening to SiriusXM channel one thirty two. We are here with Bob and Marty, Marty and Bob, our special guests, CEO and recruiter. If you've got a question on your job search or career. You get two guests for the price of one right here on Career Talk. And it's open call Thursday, even better. So we're talking about all kinds of job search troubleshooting. So here's one I get a lot. Um, I keep getting told that I'm overqualified. Is this code for something else?
2: Uh, interesting.
1: Yes. Um,
2: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: <laughs> and, and again, going, going back to what you're trying to do. You're trying to add value and show mm-hmm. how you can add value. Overqualified is a ridiculous term. If I want to do the job and can do the job, and you have a sense that that overqualified is, is going to be out there because you've heard it before, you, you have to hit that right up front and it say, this is what I've done over my career. This is what I want to do right now. I've done those other things. This is what I want to do. It, it, so it's not considered overqualified. It, this particular thing I'm going for, I'm going to do it because I want to do it. I have done other things. And maybe I could do other things, but this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going after. I hate that term, but it's, it comes up a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So what is it code for?
2: It's code for you're not uh, you're not the right candidate. Well, uh, you didn't do that in my mind. Well, you it's, you're
1: old and expensive. Yeah,
0: old and expensive. Uh, yeah. That's
1: what Ouch. it is.
2: Yeah, we don't want to pay you. Yeah, that's probably part of it, and you're just not bringing it. the inter- The interview is a critical thing. We talked about when you're on. You know, we talked earlier. You know, it's 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 if you do everything we're talking about, and you read the book, the Switcher's book, and you read all the stuff, and you prepare, and you get to the interview and if you now if you hear that after you interviewed uh, my guess it's probably something didn't come up or you didn't do well in the interview mm-hmm. I think a lot of people botch it at the interview level you know, so
0: what do they botch at the interview level I mean you train people to interview Marty so what what do they like what are like two things that people yeah. complete but you already uh, talked uh, about uh, research and-
2: I'll give you one right out of the gate if i hear the word passion one more time <laughs> i'm going to throw <laughs> up no excuse i shouldn't say that on the air <laughs> i mean the word passion i'm so passionate about this i you. love this i love it you know that, that you know what everybody says that standard answer you you've got a Well, you a good communicator how about that well yeah how well, everybody's oriented. a good communicator you know oh my god you know i can
0: a- work independently or as part of a team <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we can probably all, we can probably cover the rest of the show on those things that we all say. Mm-hmm. That that's not going to be. You got to be special. Uh, you got to come up with an answer to that, and it has to do with if you know the if you know the company, if you know the career or the opportunity that you're going after, you have to prepare to give an answer to say here's why I'm good for that opportunity. Excuse here's me. why I'm a right fit. You <laughs> say it with conviction. You say it clearly. You have eye contact. And you, but you have to paint the picture. I, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to ask you a question because I love this thought of loss aversion. So here I'm. I'm, inter- I'm being interviewed, and if I don't have a good answer, and this person is interviewing me, and they're going like, "Oh my goodness!" Like they tell- they talk about this passion stuff. As the hiring manager, they're going to say like, "They just they didn't give me this, the pen answer. They didn't tell me what they can do for me and relieve the pressure of off me." Does that make sense? And remember. Why
0: are you yelling at me, Marty?
2: Because <laughs> I'm all fire. Why passionate. are you yelling I mean, I'm trying at me. to help He's you. He's very passionate. He is
0: very passionate. <laughs> I'm trying to but help. But I'm, I'm going to use that example. <laughs> you have to show, not tell. And it really didn't matter what you said right there, because I could tell whatever you're talking about, you are passionate. Oh, wait a
2: minute. The... the Did did you hear that in the back room? Did you hear everything I I said?
0: I took notes on it. Is this
2: recorded? (laughs) I want to make sure. Yeah, we stuff.
0: We should have told you before the show, this is all being recorded. (laughs) We definitely Um, heard you, Marty. That's for sure. Yes.
2: (laughs) I cut you off. But But I (laughs) was passionate. You
0: were passionate. But that's just it. Don't say it. Show it. And don't forget what we just talked about a few minutes ago is that if... You are going for an interview or networking. It's not about you and what you're passionate about and what you like and what you're interested in. It's about what you bring and how it, it impacts the company, the bottom line, the mission, whatever is going to be important. So you're listening to Career Talk, Series XM, Channel 132, 844 Wharton, 844 942 If you have passion <laughs> and you want to learn how to show it and not yell it... <laughs>
2: Are we videotaping this, too? No. (laughs) You can give us a
0: call at 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. We're going to go to Richard in Virginia. Welcome to the show, Richard. What's on your mind today?
3: Hi. uh, Just got some feedback about a resume that I came across as a doer more than an achiever, and I should put in some specific statistics about accomplishments that I have, like you increased sales 50% um, by doing X percentage of tasks and stuff. And I was wondering if I'm if I'm part of a team, a frontline team that may have some metrics like that, that they accomplished this or that success. Um, can I just safely say I, how do I do that on my resume saying that I was one of the key contributors by doing my work that led to that statistic?
1: I, I like this question because I deal with this all the time. Firstly, well, if I if I see a resume and it's I I I I, I'm dismissing it because nothing happens as an I. It's it's usually part of a team. So you do want to use the statistics. You want to use action words. You want to use the language of business, numbers, percentages. And, and there's nothing wrong with saying you're an integral part or you're a part of a team that got this done, saved this amount of money, uh, reduced expenses by whatever that percentage is, but – be careful about the eyes because when i see the eyes i'm thinking no it's not done by one individual usually things are done in teams and groups and it's perfectly fine as long as it's true and you can support it to say i was an integral part of a team that did this and saved this by or made this or what, whatever action word and percentage or dollars you can put in there
0: yeah i like words like contributed to um uh, collaborated with and yes. things of that nature but to, to bob's point i think pretty much everything is done in a team environment now, whether it's an actual team that you're in or running, or if you're collaborating cross-functionally or cross-office wise. I mean, we we rarely have projects that we do alone. So I think, I think that's implied in a lot of situations. And I I love that somebody gave you advice that your resume comes across like a doer versus an achiever, because that might be the best advice that somebody can give you to add those results, to add that value that an employer is going to see. And then when you get to the interview, what you're going to need to be able to respond to is if you say, I'm an integral part of a team that did X, Y, Z, they're going to say, what role did you play? And you need to then boil it down to something you did on that team that impacted the outcome. So, so do you have an example that you want to share with us?
3: Yeah. Like, so my claim to fame is this uh, knowledge management. So I've written like 1200 articles for one of the biggest insurance companies on the, uh, in the country that that, uh, that are used by my team to provide support to people calling in. Um, so they're they're incredibly useful.
0: Well, I'm just going to tell you because you can't see we're not on video, but Marty and Bob are very impressed. Mm, so that, yes. that apparently was a good bullet point to yeah, use. Yeah, I'm
1: impressed. Yeah. I wish I knew you in college. You could have wrote some papers for me. Yeah. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, Richard. Well, uh, great question. A lot of people ask that, and I think you just helped Many, many listeners. So thank you for giving us a call on Career Talk. Mother. We are here for you every Thursday live, 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. We are now on Sirius XM channel 132. Hey, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Don Graham. But where can people reach you? Yeah, and Marty. L-
2: let me go first. Uh, we'll spell our names because sometimes my name is misspelled. If you, uh, it's Marty, W-O-L-F-F. And if you do that, uh, hopefully I'll show up on the first page, but you'll find that my primary job and my primary life is the CEO of a company called Marty Wolf Business Solutions. Contractor Succession is one of the companies I'm a partner in. So if you Google Marty Wolf, you're going to see a scientist, you're going to see a painter, and then you're going to see me. (laughs) Hopefully I show up first. What if I uh, need my room painted, though? uh, No, No? that's not me. So as an executive coach, you just Google Marty Wolf, W-O-L-F-F, you'll find find primarily the business builder show and you'll find marty wolf business solutions as an executive coach bob you're up
0: i was just gonna say and if you need a painter
2: <laughs> need, i mean you i feel you like can I find have- a painter and you, a scientist
1: is really well-known scientist well, that's fantastic. Same, you know i try to tell people pick your favorite social media platform and i'll be there if i'm not i'm not doing my job i spend most of my time on linkedin Uh, My website is courtrightassoc.com, C-O-U-R-T-R-I-G-H-T-A-S-S-O-C.com. But as I said, I I live on LinkedIn, but I get on platforms when they come out and I sign up and sometimes I never do anything with them thinking, what if this platform becomes popular? I want (laughs) to be there. So, So whatever you're on, if you type my name, I should show up.
2: Yeah, Fantastic. me too. Let's talk social media, can we? Yeah, okay. I mean, you're the host, but is it okay? Well, you're you're a host. Yeah, but uh, so you know, let's talk about Twitter. Who uses Twitter?
0: Every, and, everybody.
2: And, well, not everybody. Uh, everybody that is searching for jobs or searching for growth is that everybody? So, yeah.
0: Let's qualify that question. Yeah. If you're talking about companies searching for people, they're now. Using all types of social media. They're using Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, if it's out there, they're going to find it. And, I, you know, I, I have a question related really to that in our troubleshooting list about, you know, what if there's some negative information about you out there when you're Googled? How do you handle that?
1: Yeah.
2: Fascinating. I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, Bob. I'm going to deflect that to, to my partner here. I, I'm not
1: <laughs> sure. that that's That's a very difficult issue to deal with. And uh, one, one of the things that I do try to tell people is be very careful what you put out there yourself or if you get inv- involved with other people or other search engines or something like that because once the information's out there, it's out there. And it's almost impossible to, to get it off. Um, as it relates to you know job search and that kind of thing, I I always go to um, the resume is important but the person that delivers it for you is more important. Yeah. And, and I want you to be in the looked in file. My only way around that is when you're dealing with someone to have that network person speak for you and maybe refute what's on there. I always mm-hmm. like independent validation over me telling you how great I am. I'd rather yeah. my cousin Joe or someone else do that. But uh, yeah, I, so that's uh, a difficult one.
2: I'll give my feedback yeah. and then you can correct me, Don. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fantastic. You yeah. know. Um, so, obviously, it's it, this is difficult to, to delete. So, obviously, rule number one is don't do anything stupid and put it on, on social media if you can avoid it. Don't do that. Um, second thing is once it's there, I mean, if you can delete whatever you can delete, the idea that Bob just thrown out, but it's kind of like a, a sales presentation. There may be something negative in there, like my price may be higher. However, here's all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's... Focus on that. So in some cases, especially if it's eyeball, eyeball and you're interviewing, you may want to recognize that if you know that as it's out there, recognize that this happened, this went on, you spend 30 seconds on that, you spend three seconds on that. And then you go on with the value proposition, why I'm the right fit, why I'm qualified, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, this this is a tough one. Um, you know, and, uh, it's it's difficult. I think a couple of things you could do is, and you guys kind of alluded to this, layer on some good stuff. So yeah. I mean, start blogging, start start doing it's, other exactly. things that get on the internet, so that you know those those results get get pushed down. Um, yeah. Get recommendations. You can get LinkedIn recommendations or other testimonials if you have a website that are dated. Post that event right. so that you know. I mean, everybody's everybody's got something crazy in their history. Thankfully, not all of it's online. Yeah. Um, we yeah. were When we were younger, that was not the case. But it is now, and it's unfortunate. And sometimes it's other people who post it, and you're not posting correct. it, so you don't have a lot of control over that. But the fact is they are looking. They will look. If you layer enough good stuff here's, here to uh, here, Bob, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But, I mean, I feel like they won't dig incredibly deeply if there's a lot, if you've got a positive reference, right. if you've got, you know, you've networked in, you know, they might look at a couple of things, but they're not going to dig beyond that if you get referred in.
1: Not at all. No, because again, it's that trusted referral. And, and again, I say to people, you want to be what I call in a looked-in file. There could be a million resumes sent somewhere, but if Marty Wolf says... Hey Bob, I really know this person. I'm, I'm going to interview the person. I don't I didn't look at the resume yet. Mm-hmm. So th- that independent verification, that referral, f- referral is everything, and that's the only way I suggest to people look for a job.
2: I want to repeat the word layer that you use. That's a very good thought process. That makes people think about things. You just layer on the good news, whether it's you know just building it up, and uh, the good will overtake the bad. Absolutely for sure.
0: Hey, you're listening to Career Talk, Serious XM, Channel 132. We're going to go to Brent in Florida. Brent, we're wrapping up the show. How can we help you?
3: So I wanted to put my two cents in about covering stuff up on the Internet. I mean, you brought up a really good point how people have negative things. And a lot of people come to me because I have a really big social media influence and ask me how to cover it up and make it go away. My biggest piece of advice is kind of exactly like what you said. It is to put something positive out there, put more content out, so that content shows up first on the Google search and it pushes the negative content down. And that could be done by having articles written about you doing good things, making charitable donations. Mm-hmm. But I've always found that is a lot more effective to put something positive up and try to cover the negative up and get it deleted.
2: Good point. Very
0: yeah. good. Good no, point. That's, that's awesome, Brent. Yep. Thank you for calling that's us and awesome. sharing that. Um, and the fact that uh, it is possible. You know, everyone's got a history and Do good things. Do good things going forward. You can only move forward. And I think, I think Brent, I think you just wrapped us up with that snap tip that everybody can be doing. Regardless of what you have on the internet, layer more great stuff because you know what? It's about what you're doing right now. (laughs) Right now. So if you have articles from 10 years ago or things, you know, you need to be doing stuff now. People want to see that you're hungry. Hungry is the word I always use because people can visualize it. People want to see that you're interested in the work you do. You're passionate, as Marty would yell (laughs) about the work you do. They want to see it.
1: Yes, and that was I told Brent to wait. I told cousin Brent to wait till the end because that was (laughs) the one snap thing we wanted. Wait, wait, we only have two minutes, so
0: I'm going to ask you for like your your best career or job search advice. And I should have warned you I didn't, but you guys are professionals, so so
2: okay. yeah, well, I'm probably going to repeat what I've said through it over and over and over again. It's research. It's 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 reading. It's it's participating in the social media things that you want to layer on, bring value, uh, and research whoever you're going to connect with. Have some
1: research. Know about them. Network with good people and explain to them your value.
0: So, okay, research and network where and where. <laughs>
1: Social media
2: is it's just an incredible tool that we can do today. We can go on LinkedIn. We can find articles. We can write articles. I, I think a really important part is don't just be a bystander. Uh, get into some conversations. So when somebody sees something, reply to them. Add to the conversation. That's very important.
1: Mm-hmm. And you start with people that you know are well-connected and well-respected, and you network with them, and you follow up. I always tell people, don't call someone once unless you're going to do it three times right. because I get a lot of calls, and then it's nothing. When someone gets back to me for the third time, is this is a professional – and i'd be happy to refer that refer them because they're going to act professionally with someone else as they did with me
0: so follow up is important see they're passionate that's why the follow up they're being passionate <laughs> just don't yell into the phone <laughs> show don't tell so one last time where can people reach you
1: uh, anywhere on social media I'm on LinkedIn more than any probably spend more time than anywhere else but look, look up Bob Court on your favorite social media platform and I'll bother you later yeah
2: just uh, google me Marty Wolf WOLFF company's Marty Wolf business solutions and the business builder show a lot of people will see the business builder show
0: fantastic it has been incredible fun and informative having you both in studio i'm so excited to have finally met you in person because i've only had you know online communication so thank you for coming in thank you for sharing your advice Uh, we had a lot of fun and hey thanks to all of our listeners and callers this show is for you every week and we are here to help you get the job you love michelle and dion you guys make this show so much fun And I love being here with you guys. Hey, you've been listening to Career Talk Series XM channel 132, and we will see you next time.